Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. Good times this week, Derek? Oh, fantastic times, man. Oh, I'm starting to hate people some days. I oh. Oh. yeah. See, that's why I like paddling so much. You get away from people. Yeah. You get away from the people. But then the people come back and see you and they, hey, why don't you take me with you? <laughs> I no. I can handle one or two people. Yeah. It's all the people that are on the uh, road. just, you know what? There's a couple of, in my business, there's a, there's a big, uh, um, a show going on down in New Orleans. So a lot of people from all the people, like suppliers and customers on, uh, okay. all headed that way. So now you try to get answers on things and, you know, it's just like, oh, got to wait till they're back or, you know, like. The third, fourth, and fifth person in command at the company are in command. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't know the important question, answers to the important questions that you're asking. Yeah. So you're getting wrong information and things are, oh, we need to deliver this tomorrow. Can we do it? Oh, yeah, we can do it. And then tomorrow comes and oh, we can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I asked you yesterday. Anyway, that's, but we're here to talk paddling and the good stuff. Paddling and camping. Yeah, it's October 18th. Man, it's just flying. Isn't it? It's flying. And it's, I, I, I'm out of time here because like I'm out of, it's weird because it's October. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Halloween in a couple of weeks. And I'm camping. And the temperatures are like 20 degrees. Yes. Yes. Right? I'm uh, I'm actually taking my, uh, well, it's a three season tent, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, a few people are doing the hot tenting thing already. Mm-hmm. But I'm taking my three 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 season tent and uh, hitting Mew Lake in Algonquin Park the weekend before Halloween. Okay, I'm so gonna hopefully it's still nice there. But I'm gonna be there the weekend after Halloween. Are you at Mew Lake? At Mew Lake? Yeah. Maybe I'll hide something there, and then you can just like <laughs> pretend to find it. Oh, look what I found—a big bottle of whiskey. And I'm booked for Family Day weekend at Mew Lake too. Are you? Yeah. There's, yeah, that's a big thing. Eh? There's, I mean, there's people. Oh, they do. Yurts some are nice already events. booked, and yeah. yeah. I try to get yurts. Uh, some of the people doing the winter camp symposium, there's some trick apparently to get a yurt throughout the winter. Mm-hmm. I gotta talk to some of these people. Yeah, because, go during the week. Well, because no one's there. Everybody's actually working in in school. One of the guys, he went on the winter camping website and he was asking about it. And uh. One of the Sontags, she uh, showed him how to get, because even the Parks Ontario said, no, we're booked up. And he asked her, she showed him how to do it, and he got like four or five days in a row. Really? Yeah, in a yurt at Mew Lake for March break. Oh, March break, yeah. But still. Because yeah, everybody's going to Cancun and but the Dominican was, and Cuba. and Ontario Park said it was fully booked, and he went in and got a, a book. Yeah, site. they lie a lot. Yeah, I guess. They're a bunch of drinkers. So I got to talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the people that know. Yes. Don't just rely on on your own. But good I'm booked luck. up. I'm booked up. So it was a little bit of winter camping on Family Day weekend for mm-hmm. all the events that are going on. There's uh, when I was on there, there was two hydro sites left, and there's quite a few non-hydro sites available. Yeah, if I'm going winter camping, I don't think I'm worrying about hydro. No, but it's you it's know. a good backup, right? I've got kids, right? Yeah, you know, because my tent, I got that little heater and. The electric blanket. Well, no, not that. Kettle for, I'm thinking like for tea. Coffee maker. A coffee maker. My hair dryer. <laughs> my beard straightener. I need all those things. But some people. Those are important items when I'm some camping. Some people bring RVs. And uh, last year when I was there, there was, oh, about 10 RVs up there at uh, Mew Lake for Family Day weekend. Really? Some people do it. People yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, I guess so. I mean, mm-hmm. they're just not bringing the, uh, the water. Yeah, because I guess they wouldn't have really insulated water, right? No, so RVs. You, the RVs would be winterized, yeah. and you can sleep there and have the heater, or the furnace, keep you warm at night. But yeah, and the, the your, fridge and stove and exactly. So you have all the facilities you can cook. And then you step outside you and pee use, out front. Yeah, yeah. Pee but on there's, your tire. Heated, there's heated water. There's heated showers and everything at Mew Lake, so it's all that's all covered. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, I remember but, we used the uh, even the laundry facilities there that one year. We went yes, snowshoeing. Exactly. Yeah, because I found I wet. found the thin ice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a great day, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I can't believe the. I mean, like a month ago we were saying it's end of August, and now it's mid October, right? Yeah. Uh. But yeah, I just got the one trip as far as I know. But I'm gonna bring my canoe up still. Halloween. I oh, mean, I'm bringing it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm gonna bring my. Yeah. I think I'm going to bring my prospector, um, not my, my Osprey. Uh, 
I just did a, a solo trip in my Osprey. I've only got one canoe. Well, I've got so I'm bringing that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I've just got the two, right? But uh, just in case there's people that I'll bring extra paddle, I'll bring extra yeah. life jacket in case there's somebody that doesn't have a canoe and wants to go for a canoe ride. Yeah. Then I can take them along, sort of thing. Uh, I suspect the way the weather's going, you're not going to have a problem paddling. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so at, at all. At but all. Yeah. Might get be, a little bit of a snowstorm yeah, thing or but something. You have but to be careful. You wouldn't want to. Get tipping. too far from shore and tip over. You want to stay yeah. close to shore in that kind of weather that season. Because yeah. even though the weather is, I'm I'm predicting, this is my prediction, I'm predicting that uh, probably not going to get ice till late December. And it's going to be thin and like it's, it. once, win once winter hits though, things are going to freeze up. Um, I think it's, I'm gearing more towards the end of November, beginning of you December. Think? It's going to start freezing up there. Down here, we won't see anything until February. Yeah, or at all, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Toronto Toronto winters are hit or miss every year. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think I think up there, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we're having a really nice fall, but things are going to all of a sudden take a dip. You think? Yeah, I, I think end of November. Well, was it last week? Around the tenth or so is when we start first start getting like below ten degrees consistently. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. still nice. Canadian the Thanksgiving day. weekend. Yeah. Um, it it got it well a couple of nights it got really chilly, and uh, that's when we got uh, the winds and yes the rains because and somebody was telling me that that those winds that came through which I'll discuss there in in a bit is uh, remnants of Hurricane Nate. Yeah, is that, I, yeah, I figured yeah, it was way too early for that. I don't know, somebody, 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 whether it's true or not, I don't know. Yeah. Somebody just had mentioned that there was the I suppose the it would have that of, ultimate effect because it yeah. affects the, affects the, all that weather systems. Yeah, and, so and it, that, that effect, came up. I guess. Uh, but speaking of camping, you guys did some family camping. We did. In Restool. Restool Provincial Park. We... Now, we were trying to find some place to go around Algonquin Park for the fall colors, right? Because the fall colors, they peaked last week oh. in Algonquin. Sorry, just to, to jump in there. Yeah. When when my wife and I went up three weeks ago, four weeks ago, um, end of September, almost end of September, we went up for the, the three-day weekend. Yep. And the fall colors, it was, it was kind of chilly. Yeah. But the fall colors were kind of drab. They really weren't as bright and everything, right? They never had the frosts. Well, and they never... Then what happened is because it went cool, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it got really hot again, yeah. then all of a sudden it just like kick-started, mm -hmm. and all the blazing... So when I went a couple weeks later, yeah. all the colors had come back even brighter than before. Oh, yeah? Which I kind of felt bad for my wife not being able to see it, but... <laughs> <laughs> but you did. Eh. You know, yeah. So yeah, that that the, that heat little heat spell we that had bounce, yeah, bounced them all right back. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, you were talking. You were you were looking for some place with some colors. Yeah. So we were looking for places with colors, and uh, I I did a we did just a last minute camping booking, seeing what we could find, right? And uh, so I had uh, I hummed and hawed and hummed and hawed about the very last campsite at Kilbear, and uh, when I finally got back on the computer in the afternoon. It's like, oh, well, I guess Kilbear's off the table now. <laughs> <laughs> you so snooze, you lose. I found for Thanksgiving weekend, I found one campsite available in all of Ontario, and that was at Restool. So I jumped on it, booked it immediately. This is the last one I got. It wasn't even a choice. It was like, oh, what's Restool? If I don't you know. you want to go or not. Yeah. But in the end, I found all these write-ups, and they, after I booked it, they in some of the emails that they sent me after my booking, one of the things they sent was uh, they were talking about Restool as the alternate to Algonquin Park. Mm -hmm. I wanted to reach into Algonquin Park because of the colors, but it's so busy. Yeah. You don't really want to go on a weekend. You don't want to be on Highway 60 anywhere on So near they're saying 60. that Restool is, uh, and I found it to be uh, like the mini me of Algonquin Park. Yep. It has the front country camping, it has the back country camping. It has the uh, the like the canoe routes. It has the uh, walk-in campsites, paddling campsites. It's got hiking and biking trails. It's it's got everything that Algonquin Park has, but just on a smaller scale. 
And and the colors were fantastic. The, the hardwood forests up there, up near Rastul, are amazing. Yeah. And they they tout this. I think what they're trying to do, like they're really pushing it this year, talking about Rastul as opposed to Algonquin Park. I think they're trying to take some pressure off Algonquin. But I think it's they're... valid, though, because Rastul is like an amazing park. Yeah, I think so many people, they just see Algonquin because yes. it's center, right? Yeah. You know, front it's and center. The, it's the, it's the, the place to go. Yeah, it's the crown We went to thing. Rastul... Probably 10 years ago. Oh, so now. you've been there before. Yeah. And is it, well, and as I'm sure that's the one that I said, uh, they got a little honey farm just outside the front gate. Okay. And they sell different, different types of honey, like buckwheat honey, wildflower oh, honey, nice. and all that. We're big honey eaters in our family. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, it, it's, and I do believe that's where we got into trouble for letting the kids ride in the back of the pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> Rednecks. Cause you know, you're, you're not thinking about that, right? <laughs> So, but yeah, it's, it's a very nice park and I think they're really trying to get, um, the, uh, different parks as much pressure as yes. Algonquin. So to relieve it from Algonquin, but throw it on to, yeah. they're not trying to dis- dissuade people from going. Yep. They're just trying to get them into other places. One of the interesting things I found about Rastul is, uh, so you know, you have the different chunks of areas for camping. Yeah. So and like we did car camping, so and we did some paddling, but still. So so you they develop the campground and they like these little chunks of campground, and uh, so just off to one side was Angel Point, w- would have been Angel Point campground, but they never really got off the ground, and it became, they they just plowed the roads, all the inner and outer loops for the campground. Right. And it just regrew and it became biking trails and hiking trails and oh, all okay. those inner loops and we saw deer we saw like we saw the deer within 20 30 feet of us and they ran past us and it was just it's an amazing area it's really beautiful you know what it really is uh we we enjoyed it uh when we were there we really enjoyed it uh, stormy lake Stormy Lake. So we're Stool Lake, and then there's a river that runs down into Stormy Lake, and you even get a little tiny bit of white water going into Stormy Lake. So you're uh, from Rastool, you run down that little the the creek or the river, and uh, there's a, a bunch of little riffles and nothing like big white water, but it's 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 a fun little run in. We saw some people playing it in kayaks and stuff. Right. And uh, what what a beautiful area. So it's uh it was the weather. I think. Like you were saying, the, the wind came up, and so what was it? Saturday night, we had a lot of rain. So the forecast wasn't showing good, but it ended up being really nice on Sunday. Right. And uh, so we we saw a lot of the campsites end up being. Uh, I think there was a lot of cancellations, and so out of curiosity, we started. We went online to see, and there was cancellations all across the province. See, I think when you you're looking at that people book because they want to go but then mm-hmm. when they see rain they just, a lot of people just cancel do something else yeah. yeah they'll they'll lose their 12 dollar reservation yeah. fee and just not go you know what we we were there we were planning on hiking in the rain if it rained and we ended up doing stuff in the rain we went to the beach it rained a little bit and and then sunday came along it was beautiful like we got out on the water and we paddled we went down across Rastool lake and the uh the weather was 25 like they said that uh, with the humidex and stuff, we were, they, we were hitting 30 degrees, but the, the temperatures themselves were like 23, 24. What a beautiful day. It was like shocking that it was, uh, you know, like the 10th of, or whatever, the 9th or 10th of, uh, I don't even know what day, <laughs> what the date was, but it was like the Sunday was, uh, it was a beautiful 24 degree day. It was amazing. The weather was just, it, it, you wouldn't know it was October. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what we're finding now. Is is that's exactly what with the weather. Uh, now you guys did some canoeing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the kids enjoyed that. Oh yeah. Kids didn't mind the cool. Then the. It wasn't. In cool the evening, I mean. No, it didn't get that cool. It was still no, warm in the evening. Okay. We uh, yeah we never we barely noticed that it was cold tonight. It didn't really get that cold. Had some nice epic campfires. It was really nice. Well, that's just totally different from my trip. Oh, we didn't even have wind. <laughs> <laughs> I had wind, and I don't mean the beans and wieners kind of wind. <laughs> um, so nothing else uh, to no, add to your trip? No, I had some pointers here. I like I was like 
as nice as it was, I think one of the disadvantages it was is it's a long drive for me. Yes. It was like five hours, five-hour drive. And that's because stops for the kids and stuff like that, right? But you know what? I, I, I want to go back again. I'll definitely go back. Yep. But I'm going to go back for a week. It's not a place to go for a weekend. It's too far. Yes. Well, that's the same with Grundy. Grundy. Grundy's a good family one up that way. It's up near there, is it? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that yeah, that's that's all I have to say about that. That's all you know about that. <laughs> it's a okay. nice park. Well, let's talk about my solo trip. Because <laughs> okay. I do my birthday Canadian Thanksgiving solo trip every year. Yeah. Uh, what started as just me going out for four days turned into a bunch of people joining me, but everybody had to paddle their own canoes. Yeah, and right? that's fair. So, I've, done, I've gone so, with you one year. Yeah, yeah, you, you did. One year. And um, this year, I just a couple of people talked about going, I just said, you know what, I'm just going to do a solo. Just yeah. me, myself, and I. I'll talk to myself and the animals. Couldn't and find anybody to put up with you no, on the weekend? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I decided I was going to go into... Uh, Mangotasi Lake, which Mango is the... Mangotasi Lake? Yeah, it's actually... I don't even know why they renamed it another part of the lake. It's part of North T. Oh, okay. It's like the far end. There's there's just a little dipsy doodle to get into it. I've never heard of uh, it. Neither have I. Hmm. Uh, three sites on the lake. None of them are all that great, but I picked one. Um, so I, dr- I took the, the four-hour drive up and went in through the round lake or... Kaiwa Waymog Kaiwaymog Kaiwaymog I don't yeah, know Yeah Yeah uh, Entrance And um, Really nice paddling I wasn't in a hurry I knew there was going to be Tons of sites So you're not in a hurry To get a site Only two small portages uh, Windy river and stuff So yeah I'm just paddling Nice smooth glass nice. All the way in It was beautiful Sun was out I was getting a little bit Of a sunburn And you know uh, Saw two moose Saw some herons Blue jays, lots of little songbirds. Just totally enjoyed my trip in. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the way across North T, because you're going from one side of North T all the way across to the other. Uh, coming down the Amable Dufond River, I met a school group that was coming out. So there was 13 canoes of kids. Oh, wow. Oh. And of course, you know, they're chit-chatting. They're having a good time about talking about their trip. and uh, So the noise they're making scares away any potential animals. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can't fault them for it, but yeah, kind of sucks. Um, so yeah, I got in there, I set up camp and I got, you know, I knew they were calling for one day of some possible rain. So I got three days worth of wood under my tarp. Well, that's good. Just all in one go. I said, you know Free what? Free prep. I, yeah. I don't need to do it. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't need to do it at all. You know, every day it's all ready to go. Yeah. And I had my tarp up, I had my everything and that, and you just, just relax. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Friday. <laughs> it was a beautiful Friday. It was a beautiful Friday. <laughs> I should have just gone to Mango Tassie. What a nice leg. Turn around and come right back out. <laughs> because as I mentioned earlier, apparently we got the tail end of Nate, Hurricane Nate or a yep. chunk of it or residue or whatever they want to call it. Um, the winds picked up. And the rain started. Nice. No. No, it was not. I like a nice rain. <laughs> oh, a nice gentle falling spring <laughs> rain. Let the flowers grow and the birds sing. Yeah, it wasn't one of those. Uh, I woke up to the rain and that. But you know what? Like I say, I had everything already prepared. So I just had to get out of my tent. And, and of course, I got the solo Spitfire. Yeah. Right? Which is like six feet long and three feet wide, if that. Just enough for me to lay down in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? You roll out of that and uh, the the tarp was right there. So I got under the tarp. I did what I needed to do. The fire pit was under the tarp, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the tarp's high enough that... Didn't burn, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you can have a little little cooking fire so going. So you were prepared for... You were I was right? well prepared for yeah. it, yeah. And I sat under there. I had my breakfast. I had some snacks. I had my lunch <laughs> and just, you know, read a book, had a yeah. snooze, read some more book. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then in the afternoons, the, the weather died down a bit. Um, and I made a run for it, did a little. There was Twin Falls going into Hornbeam, Hornbeam Lake. So I wanted to go do some pictures of that. And I got out there and came back. It was a bit windy coming back. But uh, then, yeah, then I sat there and, um, you know, did dinner and the fire and whatnot. And just relaxed and yeah. watched watched the lake and stuff. And then hit hit the pit. 
And Sunday morning, middle of like Saturday night, Sunday morning. Wow. The wind. I thought I was going to end up in oh, Oz yeah. without my little dog Toto and my <laughs> ruby slippers. It was, it was oh, nasty, yeah. that much, nasty eh? wind. Um, yeah. And the whole weekend, the wind changed directions constantly. Huh. So it didn't matter if I was on the South shore or the North shore of the lake. Cause you know, grabbing North site because all the Northern winds are coming down. Yeah. Right. It did not matter. It went, I got hit from every direction. Wow. So I ended up taking a smaller tarp and putting it as a wind rain break. Oh, wow. To the, against the big tarp. Yeah. Right. Um, so that, that was fine. So I sat under there and again in the afternoon, uh, well, late morning, the rains just stopped, yep. which was fine. Uh, the winds died down a bit in the afternoon and there was another place I wanted to go check out, um, uh, with another waterfall. And it was, uh, it was farther than, than the one I had done the day before. And I hemmed and hawed about it and finally, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. It was a bit of a struggle to get up and around the big point. Okay. And, uh, but I got there and I went and spent about an hour and a half at these waterfalls and took a lot of nice photos and stuff like that. Really enjoyed myself. Just relaxing day. Yeah. The sun was out and everything. It was, it was warm. Huh. Like I just had like a, my wickaway shirt on and my yeah. life jacket, right? Um, so I didn't need a hoodie. I didn't need anything else. But coming back, uh, the little one foot or half foot rollers turned into white caps and two foot rollers. Oh yeah. And, oh man, trying to get back around that point was, was, was ridiculous, but, uh, really, really sketchy at one or one or two points. Uh, but no, I did it and came out and back to camp and spent the night there. And I figured, you know what, I'm going out the next day. So I'll get up early. I'll get everything all packed. And that way I've got all day. If I need to, you know, follow the entire shoreline, hiding behind points and islands, just to beat the wind sort of thing. Yeah. I got all day to get out. It was like glass. Oh yeah? Crystal. Flatter than flat. Nice. I paddle, like, and I'm waiting for it to, and I feel, okay, well, come afternoon, the last lake I got to hit is going to be, you know, afternoon winds. Not at all. <laughs> and, oh, well, look at that. A big school group going out of another, I think it was 17 canoes. It's late in the year for school, school trips. Groups. Yeah. No, 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 my son did one it's that during that the school year. Yeah. It's part of their sports and rec. Oh, okay. Rec thing, right? Um, so I figured, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to get caught at these portages because these kids are, you know, going to be holding me up and stuff yeah. like that. No. They, I, it was the end of the trip. They, they got, had, had everything right down to a T. So there's a canoe in. Gone. Yeah. Canoe in, gone. Canoe so in, So they gone. were heading home, were they? They were heading home. Yeah, they were yeah. motoring. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I didn't get, I didn't get held up at all, which was really nice. Uh, the teacher said, you know what? I told them that they got another person that's not with our group coming through to make sure there's a spot for you at the end of the portage and all that. And I said, no, that's fine as long as, and yeah, sure enough, I could just put in and, and go. Nice. Uh, which was really, really, really nice to do. I do have to say, I had a chat with him saying, you know, this few of your guys aren't wearing life jackets. Oh. And he's like, really? He was, because he was with, I mean, you can only, I guess, you know, you're only looking at so many people. Um, So he had a chat with people as they were leaving. Make sure you're wearing your life jacket. Yeah. So, Hmm. uh, yeah, I guess he just didn't realize. Because they're so spread out. I mean, you're talking that many canoes. And there's, you don't want to lose a. A kid. Yeah. You lose a kid and then there's your program gone. Exactly. You know, so. It's. Um, I mean, <laughs> there's a kid gone too, but, Yes, you know, but in, in the long run. So no, that was good. You know what? I saw, I got, I got out back to shore. No problems. It was a beautiful paddle out. Saw a couple of moose. Third trip you in a moose? row. I saw two moose. Nice. I saw the bluest blue jay I have ever seen. Oh yeah? It was just solid, crisp, not a speck of dirt or anything out of place on it. Yeah. It was just a solid, really <laughs> nice, clean blue. I, I I don't really know how to describe it other than that. A <laughs> uh, bunch of herons everywhere, ducks and all that sort of stuff. Third trip in a row, wolves howling. Wow. However, we had a full moon, right? Yes, there was. So this was, I think, two days after the full moon. Yeah. Just before midnight, I'm in my tent 
just dozing. Probably less, well, less than a kilometer down from me is a bit of a marsh where I saw a moose. Yeah. Well, guess who is there? <laughs> but there, you could hear the yips of the small ones and all oh, that. Okay. So, so I think they were just bedding down for the yeah. night. But they went to town for about five minutes, just howling huh. up a storm. And then, uh, then they, everything was quiet. But when you're on a solo trip, yeah. under a full moon, at yeah. midnight, and the wolves start. It's not that comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> the hair stands think, up on your neck. Yeah, I'm thinking like every horror movie I've ever seen <laughs> that dealt with the wolf man or werewolves. Or <laughs> this is it. This yeah. is the end. This is the end. This is We're how all going to die. Make my, this is how I meet my makers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know what? It was a, it was a for what it was. Yeah. I was prepared for it. I sat under the, the tent. I had my, I took in like um, 10 marshmallows. Yeah. I put them in an algae so they wouldn't get squished. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, I'm sitting under there. I'm reading my book. I'm roasting a marshmallow. Nice. Yeah, it was all good. It was all good. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's, that's it for, I think, like for the. Sounds like an awesome trip. Yeah, I think so that's the weather it for was my, sketchy, uh, but you were prepared for it. You handled it. Yeah. So yeah, and and that's where a lot of people. That, that's the downfall. A lot of people like you. You get distracted. You, you do whatever, so you don't put a tarp up. And you think, oh, I can always put a tarp up later, and and you always get in tr- yourself in trouble, right? So, yeah, we we were prepared. We we did have a lot of rain, and like I remember like checking the weather and and. I, I'm looking at the map now. We were only about 60 kilometers as a crow flies from where you were. So yeah, yeah it's I'm not surprised that far. at the big difference. Like we did have a, like it's some of the heaviest rain I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't out in it, but I did look out at it. So we were sheltered, but it was, it was a heavy rain. It was, yeah. I was surprised. And, and we could see where the campsite was washing out in places from the pooling of water and the running water. It My was, tarp uh, was night, like perfect. Like, yeah. It it ran off of one corner, yeah, and one corner only. How nice is there that? There was nothing dripping off the sides, nothing you know, pooling, nothing pooling anywhere else on Every top of it. Every five minutes, it gives a big gush. Yeah, no, it was all <laughs> angled per. Like I, I'll probably never do that ever, ever, ever again. <laughs> but everything was just angled perfectly, and it all just ran off the far corner. Yeah, down and Bob's your uncle. Nice. So, but yeah, I think that's my last uh, canoe trip so to speak for for the year um i'll still do some canoeing but i don't think i'll be doing any backcountry camping to go yeah. with it as far as i know still early i've got one more trip to go you do i'm going into the halliburton highlands and uh so it's going to be me mike burns and mm-hmm. a friend of his i don't know I, I, he hasn't told me who else is going so mm. it's a mystery guest maybe it's me <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it you? I don't know. <laughs> Mike, is it me? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm waiting until we get closer because it is, we're going through the Hellbart Highlands and it's going to be like tent camping. And I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to bring the hammock or a tent. And when you're, when you're risking cold temperatures, you kind of want to be on the ground, yeah. but I'm getting used to my hammock and I've got this nice foamy, bed layer that will seal away the cold from me so i'm trying to decide which way to go but chances are i'm gonna go tent yeah just because of the cold it's the that time yeah well, i think when the, it comes to the cold like that i think it's better to be the on the bad ground. thing with hammock is that the when the wind whips across your ass it it takes away all of your heat yeah well i can <laughs> i felt that my hammock is just yeah right in your back yeah yeah so we'll see as the weather will, as, as a, as a forecast come along, I'll decide, I'll probably decide the last minute what, what, what I'm going to do. You'll be but... packing going, yeah. yeah, I'll take this one. Yeah. It won't but, have anything to do with anything else. You'll yeah. just go, yeah. At this I'm point, my I'm tent. guessing that I'm going to take my, my tent. My tent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a quick break here and uh, we're done talking about trips and all that sort of stuff. Um, we're going to come back and talk creaking and creak I don't boating. mean your, your, your bones. Creek boating. Creek boating. All right. We'll be right back. You are listening to Paddling Adventures Radio on Reno Viola Outdoors. Do you enjoy getting on the water with a paddle in your hand? If so, this show's for you. Listen to Paddling Adventures Radio every Wednesday at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. and see what's happening in the world of paddle sports. Paddling Adventures Radio. Whether you're close to home or far away, grab a paddle and get on the water. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. 
Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. Uh, I was doing some uh, research for our shows here, and I came across, I just thought it was regular play boating and, uh, and whatnot, but uh, creaking. Yes, it's got its own name. It's dangerous. It is. and We're I all love... going to die, and how is this a thing? <laughs> I love watching creaking on YouTube. And I like we we looked at a few videos leading up and researching this, but one thing that I don't know if you saw it or not, but there's there's a couple of videos. I don't know where it is down the states, but it's about a kilometer too long, and these guys have it's only about two feet wide. It's a it's a rain gutter. Yeah, that's a, yeah. It's, it drains into a major river. I don't think it ever says where and it is. They move yeah. fast down that. So creaking is a style of kayaking that involves descending from very steep and rapid white water. Uh, also from waterfalls and slides, any types of drops. And while you're creaking, and it's, it's not a big, massive, wide river like you're thinking somebody going down white water in a canoe yes. or a kayak, something like that. So you're not this going to... This is totally to... different. This is fast. Yes. And this is drop after drop after drop after drop after yes. drop. Slides... Uh, you're, exactly. you're constantly going downhill. It's it's very technical. It's it is not something you take your time with. It's it, there's no. Well, you, oh, you don't have it. You, you there's no stops. Out. There's no eddying out. There's no like you you do a section and then there's usually a calm section afterwards. So however long the section is, you're creaking. It's a very narrow section of water, but it's rough. It's tough. You it's are drops. committed. It's yeah. You are committed to that segment that you start. From yes. start to end. <laughs> uh, it is very dangerous. A lot of rocks, a lot of boulders, a lot of drops. Yep. Um, some of them, I mean, I'm, I'm watching some of these videos and these guys are going off these waterfalls. And the way the waterfalls are, are situated, some of them, I, I saw this one where he comes ripping down. And you're thinking, well, if he were to take that little jump, he'd get a nice fall. But right below that jump is this massive boulder with no water. Yeah. So if he had just hit that wrong, he's toast. <laughs> but there's a lot of, uh, I notice a lot of them are through um, rainforest areas or very heavy forested areas. Yes. It, it looks like there's some really good creaking opportunities down in like South America. Oh, there would be, yes. Yeah, with all, especially yeah. with all the, the, the drops mm -hmm. and, and the... Here in Canada, whatnot. we have a lot of wide rivers, a lot of... Like, there's we have a lot of technical sections. People from all over the planet come to Canada to you do our Whitewater, Ottawa River, and, all, and stuff like that. So, But over in, in some of these uh, southern countries, there's they ha this is where the creaking has become popular or where you have, uh, uh, like, projects where... You know, there's drainage from uh, from uh, residential areas. Mm -hmm. it, it depends, right? But it's uh, like down south. There's it's it's huge. It's where people go to do this creaking. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and when you're going to do it up here in Canada is in the spring when the snows melt yeah. and the water's just cruising down these creeks. Yeah, and that's when they're doing it. Yeah, and we're watching some of these guys, and you know, there's there's less than six feet between each. You yes. know. Uh, the, the sometimes wide sometimes and, it's barely wide enough for their paddle to fit yeah. between. Well, and we saw that one. The guys went try to go between a couple of rocks and got stuck. And get wedged in. He yeah. gets wedged right <laughs> in there, right? Uh, it does come with um, its own paddle strokes. There yeah. is there's a total different type of paddle strokes that you're doing and stuff. And one of the ones they were talking about the boof stroke and going over a waterfall and the type of waterfall. So if it's a hard lipped waterfall, like there's rock at the front. Yeah. You basically, when you come up to it, you, you put your paddle against the edge yeah. of the rock and flip yourself off. Yes. Because you want to go shooting straight off. You want to land flat. And land flat. Yes. So you lift your toes and your knees and you 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 go off, you boof and, and you land. It, it, it's the best control is when you land flat. Yeah. If it's a soft edge, like the water's going over, they wait till they're actually off and then they dig their paddle into the water 
You dig it in late. Late, yeah. Because there's more to give water. yourself it's more that of a push. gradual drop. Yeah, to get yeah. yourself that push off and land flat. Uh, so yeah, they're they're talking about uh, different types of of strokes for that, and uh, boof, tuck, stomp, hole punch, jet ferry, and power ferry. And there's extra gear they say you need. Uh, one of these is like, yeah, I can see. Uh, extra equipment include elbow pads, pin kits, throw bags, float bags, repair kits, first aid kits, and sometimes a face mask attached to the helmets. I've seen some full full face. I, I was people, yeah, yeah, I was looking at some of these and they Protects got a the jaw, full right? full. It's almost like they're wearing a motorcycle helmet. Yes, motorcycle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and uh, these these helmets are like wow. But uh, watching these guys go, I mean, like, yeah. it's exciting to watch. Yeah, it's great to watch. Yeah. I don't know that I'd be wanting to do it. It's one of the things that got me into kayaking in the first place. But then I just didn't, I didn't have the skills and I didn't, it kind of ended up scaring me. And so I thought, oh, you know what? I'd rather do this in a canoe. Yeah. You know what? I think, well, even still, when you see the, the freestyle, um, play boating and stuff like that, that is tame compared to this. Oh yeah. You know, when the guy's getting the rapids and, and on a big wave and they're doing little tricks in that one spot. Yeah. This, this is uh, indie car driving. <laughs> yes, precisely. Yeah. Right. And on yeah. a very controlled, very narrow track with rocks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Michael so Andretti, many, go to town, buddy. There's so many opportunities to become injured or there's so yeah. much, there's a lot more risk. You, you need to have skills to do some of these more serious Creek boatings. Well, some of the, some of the, uh, hazards they talk about, um, sieves, uh, when water in the Creek travels underneath rocks, you might get sucked under yes. the rock yeah. and stuck. And, and, you know, a lot of these creeks have, uh, like if it, you get strainers, you get trees falling in and, and they, we saw a few videos where they had to kind of duck under the tree, but you yeah. know, sometimes one, and this is, uh, this is one of the things that ended up getting me out of, uh, whitewater kayaking is I, I read too many stories about, uh, kayakers who get caught in a sieve and, uh, or in a strainer, sorry. And, uh, and there's too many people that had died. And this was back in around 2005 and 2008. And I just, there's too many examples of it. And that's really what scared me out of it and says, yeah, this is not really for me. Yeah. The sieves, the strainers, undercuts and pinning rocks, which like yeah. say you get, you get pinned between two rocks. Yeah. Like, you know, these, you know, all these tons and tons of water mm-hmm. hammering you into a rock. Well, there was a lot of them that trapped. I'm seeing, they're going over these waterfalls and they come down flat and get shot straight out. Yeah. Right into the wall. Yes. And then, you know, like if you're getting pinned there, like what do you, and they're pushing off really quickly yeah. and, and whatnot. And you need a lot of people with, uh, with throw bags. Yeah. And, 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 and actually that's one thing I did see is. You need a lot is, of rescues. You yeah. need rescue training to do this stuff. Holes are created by water rising from the bottom of the river. If a creaker gets caught in a strong hole, it may be impossible to exit the hole safely. Yes. And we saw that one video where he came off the wa- waterfall and he got stuck right at the bottom against oh, yeah, the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was trying to paddle, paddle, paddle. And he just could not yeah. move. It was just holding him there. Mm-hmm. Yet when you're looking, there's nothing holding him. There was no rocks. <laughs> yeah. There was no nothing. But it's, it had to be one of these holes that just you can't get out of it, right? Yeah. And these are the things where, like you say, you see the guys with the throw bags and pulling them, pulling them out, them out, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, waterfalls. Creakers seek waterfalls. Rapid descent, uncertain landing adds to the adrenaline rush. Every year. And that's what it's all about. Every year you see people doing bigger and bigger waterfalls. Yep. And yep. it's just sometimes it's staggering. Like some of these like waterfalls down in Argentina and stuff like that. It's just people are doing these like 50, 100 foot drops. It's like, are you crazy? Yeah. And when you're looking at these guys, now none of the videos I saw show anybody. Um, in trouble. No, no, uh, scouting. Like if oh, you're going yeah. down somewhere in a rapid, eh, it's kind of boring you're to scout. watch. It's kind of boring but, to watch people scout. No, uh, but at like, least you see people up there, right? Yes. So you know they've scouted it. Okay, yes. But you see five of these these little boats going, and they're all five of them. Guys are in it. Yeah. So you gotta think that they've done their homework beforehand, but you never yeah. know. Rooster tails. Normally, creeks drop on long slides over waterfalls. Some of the slides are impeded by rocks and as rapidly descending water strikes the rocks, creates a blast of water that looks like the chicken head. Yeah. Right. So 
The water hits and shoots straight out. Chicken heads can damage boats and creakers. Oh, absolutely. So when you go over and you think it's solid water and you're surprised (laughs) that all of a sudden now there's a massive rock there and you just hammer into that rock. Yeah. You've cracked your boat. You've cracked yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know, right? Uh, The big problem with this is isolation. Creeks can be found in isolated, uninhabited areas and makes rescue operations difficult if there is an injury. Absolutely. It's very... It, it, it is, I mean, these guys were having an absolute blast and everything I saw, everybody was having an absolute blast doing, doing these, these well, runs. You know, once you have but, the skills, it is a lot of fun and, and it makes you want to do it when you see some of these guys doing these, these tricks and, and it's, it's very exciting, but you need the skills to back you up to do this. You do. And that's something I don't have. So, <laughs> um, next summer, mind you, you know what? Like people thought I was out of my mind when I talked about the Brent run. Yeah. Yet people followed me. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, what was the other thing everybody followed me? Oh, the the canoe polling. Yes. What? And people followed me. Yeah. So if I say I'm going creaking, I bet you people will follow me. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll 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 stay at home and they'll go, "Where's Sean?" <laughs> I may be dumb, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's creaking. I don't think I'll be trying it anytime soon, if no, ever. But uh, definitely not. Check out some videos. Just just uh, Google creaking, and check out the videos on YouTube and that. There's some pretty wild stuff. And the one that went on Facebook was the one you discussed, where it was that long, long, long yeah, like a um, kilometer of aqueduct or something yeah. that just went straight down and ended in a lake, it was like a super straight water slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what it was. There's hardly anyone. Yeah, and these guys are up on the grass and. Yeah. Everything, yeah. <laughs> They're doing like 50 or 70 kilometers an hour. It's like, holy You find out it's an amusement ride in Germany or something, <laughs> <Yes>. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's creaking. Look it up and take a peek. Um, I want to talk about an item I bought. Oh, like gear review. Gear review. We don't do enough of those. The Venture Outdoor Gear Sling Hammock. Single sized. I bought this thing. It's seventy dollars for a hammock, and at the time I'm thinking, "What am I thinking? <laughs> I can go get a twelve dollar cheap ass hammock, yeah. right?" Yeah. But you know what? I was buying a new uh, new thermo rest pad for my for my wife to come along on her camping trip, and uh, I was getting something else as well. And uh, I saw this sitting there, and I'm thinking, I've always wanted a good hammock to take. Yeah. You know, I picked this up. It's got two. Um, clips, metal clips yeah. on each end. It comes in its own bag that you just, like a stuff bag. Everything stuffs into it. It's the size of a softball. Yeah, it's not much bigger than it's a softball. It's not very big. It's not very heavy. It tucks into anywhere. All I did was took two ropes, tied them around trees with a loop, left a loop on each end sticking out, and just clip, clip, jumped in. Huh. Then when it started to rain, unclip, unclip, fold it back in the bag, put it away. Too easy. It, it's like 30 seconds to put out, 45 seconds to put away. Hmm. Awesome piece of gear. Uh, 420 grams. Good for backpacking, car camping, canoe camping. Uh, one person, nylon rip stop. Maximum recommended load, 441 pounds. Oh, that's huge. That's a I, lot. I could fit like two and a half of me in here. Is it considered sort of a single person hammock or double this, person? This is a single person hammock. Uh, three meters long, one and a half meters wide. It's yeah, 0.41 kilograms in weight. Uh, pack size 10 by 12 by 11 centimeters. Yeah. And that's still loose. You can still squish that smaller. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's what I did. I put it in a stuffed sack with some other things and stuffed it down even smaller. Right. Uh, hammock stuff sack, bug net sold separately, hanging straps sold separately, Rainfly sold it separately. Comes with a rainfly, really? So yeah. So this was seventy bucks just for the hammock. Yeah. And you know what? I I was sitting, laying in it, reading. Easy to get it in and out of. Had a snooze in it. Read some more. Had another snooze. In <laughs> it. <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, the bug net. I I didn't see a bug net there, but they do have these webbing, um, 
I know Thermarest has the, these slacker suspenders hanging kits for this for 30 bucks. Okay. Uh, they've got their own sort of thing, about the same price. And basically, they just wrap around a tree and they have the ready-made loops that you just latch onto. Yeah. Right? Perfect for that. Uh, the eight-point tarp, 100 bucks. And it's it's if you see in the Hennessy hammock, the tarp that goes over Hennessy hammock. Okay. Exactly the same thing. So you've got this plus a tarp plus the straps. You got yourself a Hennessy hammock. You add the bug tent to it. Mm-hmm. And like I say, I didn't see anything about a bug tent, so I'm not sure what that costs. But it's, I'm sure it's probably about another 60, 70 bucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they don't go cheap. No. So for yeah, a couple hundred bucks, uh, two hundred fifty bucks, you got yourself a cheap man's Hennessy hammock. Nice. Um, you could use it just as a hammock. You could use it just as a hammock with a tarp. Hmm. Perfect. It was really comfortable and it's not heavy. Well, it's a bit of weight just because of the clips. Yeah. So as you, you had mentioned that yeah, if mentioned, you wanted to yeah. get the lightweight beaners, right? For rock climbing yeah, or something. Because those, the, 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 the clips that come with it are like, they double the weight of the whole hammock system. Yeah. And it's pretty, it's got a little clip on the bag that you can just hang it anywhere. Really comfortable, fit right in the bottom of my pack. Yeah. And that's usually where it was when I wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> right at the bottom <laughs> of my pack. I'm like, really? But I mean, you could just hang it. You could hang it off yeah. a rope off your tarp. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you want it, just take it right off. I like the fact that the stuff sack is sewn right onto the side. Oh, so it's a So yeah. you do not you lose, lose that, stuff sack. That's, yeah. that, that little sack. And it and acts then, as a pocket off the side. Yeah. It's a little pocket off the side. So if you want to put your headlamp there or something yeah. like that, right? Um, and it's got the little drawstring with the little ball clip thing that holds it closed. Awesome. Really awesome. I really enjoyed I, it. I've, I'm always on the hunt for new hammock. I, I, I really like hammocks in the backcountry, and I'm more and more, I'm sleeping in hammocks. And my current hammock system is, uh, it's, it comes in three separate pieces. It's like a Hennessy, but mm-hmm. you end up with three separate pieces. So you, I bought the system, but I use my own hammock. And uh, so I'm always trying to improve or increase my comfort business. I'm, I'm getting old. I can't sleep on the ground <laughs> anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is a one-person thing. Uh, hangs from trees. Like I say, they say you have to get the, hem- the webbing. You don't. No, you don't. I just use yeah. some rope. Yeah. You know, See, and I've the, got rope for tarps and all that stuff anyway, so. Well, the big thing now with the webbing is it's easier on trees. But mm-hmm. really, like, it's not like you're you're tying a car off against a tree. It's a hammock, and you you got the weight of one person around 200 yeah. pounds or something. So. Well, I got this, like I say, Venture Outdoor Gear Sling Hammock. They, they ha- There's a single, which I've got, and they also have a double size as well. I got this from the Mountain Equipment Co-op for 70 bucks. It's not bad. And it's really, really decent. Yeah. Yeah. So check it out online. If you're at um, Mountain Equipment Co-op, go check it out. And like I said, they'll have the the coverall hammock, eight-point tarp. They'll have the slacker suspender hanging kits. They'll have the bug uh, tarp there for it and the bug net for it and all that sort of thing. And you can just buy this or buy it all. Check it out. Again, Venture Outdoor Gear Sling Hammock 4-1. So let's take a quick... uh, break we'll come back and uh i think that's about almost out of time we're almost out of time yeah be right back you are listening to paddling adventures radio on reno viola outdoors do you enjoy getting on the water with a paddle in your hand if so this show's for you listen to paddling adventures radio every wednesday at 6 a.m and 6 p.m and see what's happening in the world of paddle sports paddling adventures radio whether you're close to home or far away, grab a paddle and get on the water. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Welcome back. Uh, well, that's our time, but before we want to go, we want to touch base on uh, one last little item, uh, a bit of a sad item. Um, Mike Ranta, who's doing his third trip 
people don't say sad. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it is. It, it's an it's an ending of his trip. So, yeah. Well, to me, it's sad yes. for now because we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Uh, due to an injury that he's had that he needs to. Well, it's worry about. Of, yeah. And injury. Spitzy had a, an eye injury yeah. in that. And a lot and all of the weather, weather the bad weather. Unfortunately, they've had to call it quits Horrible for the weather. year. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's, I, I don't even want to imagine how far behind he is. Yeah. It just, it, with all of those things combined, there was just no way they were, they were going to safely finish the trip. Yeah. So he's called it a season, um, which to me is sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Not sad in a somebody died kind of Yeah, way. well, they, <laughs> everybody's going, whoa, what happened to me? Well, we're all going to die. <laughs> um, like, yeah, I was it's... watching his uh, his GPS track, and, and he was progressing, and suddenly he U-turned and headed right back into Clarny. He got to Clarny, and then U-turn went deep into Clarny. Yeah. And then he made his announcement a day and a half later. Yeah, so... We are making plans with Mike to sit down and chat with him about the trip so far, what happened, uh, you know, why he made the decision to, to stop and what his future plans are going to be. So keep and listen out for that. Yeah. I look forward to talking to him. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, that's it for, for this week. Uh, you can check us out on paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can find past episodes on iTunes and Google Play, as well as our Paddling Adventures radio website, the episode page. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>